You know, when you get music, um, especially at radio stations, a lot of what we get, especially in the gospel market, and maybe it's in all markets, but you get stuff. And then sometimes you get a mail, you open it, and you think, yes, God, you did well this time. And that would be the one that I received this past week. Gideon van Vollensteer, his song, Wach for die Antwoord, is awesome. So we had to get to know the man behind the music. Gideon, how are you doing? Hi, Janine. I'm very well, thanks. And thank you for having me on your show today. Okay, let's introduce you. We're going to take it that nobody knows you at all, your personality, what you do for a living. I mean, if you're sitting there all suit and tie, does that mean you're important? Who who are you? (laughs) (laughs) No, no, no. I'm not important. My father is important. And and, and because of my father, he made me a crown prince on this earth. (laughs) And that makes me important in his name. So... But the man behind the suit, I'm, I'm a bit of a business entrepreneur. I love business. I love working with people. I've got a very, very deep passion for people. I love training people, teaching them, motivating them. Um, above all, I love gospel. I love singing for, for, for God. And it's all about him. Um, he's, he's my biggest passion. Okay, well, if you sing for God, anyone can keep a note and do a gospel song if you give them the lyrics and everything. But to do it from the heart, you actually need to know God. So how did you meet Jesus? It's a bit of a long journey. Um, you know, since I was a, a small boy, and I don't want to give away my age at this stage, but <laughs> since I was a, a very young boy, um, you know, I, I had a close relationship with God. And I always believed that, you know, he was the one that... Um, as he says in the Bible, you know, he's the light of my path and the lamp under my feet. Um, and he always protected me. A very, very difficult childhood. Um, always wanted to become a, a preacher, go into, into ministry. Um, deviated from the path a bit. Started singing uh, secular, um, singing in pubs. And then, you know, one day he said to me, what are you doing with your voice? You know, this is, this is the talent I gave you. You know, I don't want to be one of those guys that... Um, he gives me a talent and I go and bury it. You know, when my father comes back, I want to say, listen, you gave me five talents and I, I'm giving you 50 back. That's what I actually want to do in his name. And um, so, yeah, about five, six years ago, we decided that, listen, this is this is what's going to happen. Gave my life to the Lord completely. And I said to him, I'm yours. Um, do with me whatever you need to do. Um, I said to him, if, if, if I'm going into this industry, um, I'm going with it with him into this industry if a song is being written he is the author he helps me write the song because it's his message that needs to go out there not mine it's literally not about me it's all about him um also it took a while for me to get out of the secular world because when you stand on stage you know it's all about you entertaining the people and you know getting the recognition and um at the end of the day, Janine, validation comes from the Lord. I can't get my validation from anyone on this earth. If I can't accept his love, I can't be validated. And I said to myself, if I stand on stage and, and I've got a little bit, a hint of it's all about me, I, I get off. Then I'm, I shouldn't belong there because it's, it's not me, it's him. But you know, the music is something he puts in you now. Nah? So it's something that, and to me, I think what he puts in you is always the bridge to him as well. It's the place where you get to connect with him most easy is doing what he's put in you, the thing that gives you the biggest kick. So having tasted and tasted both worlds, and I mean, to me, there's nothing wrong with singing a love song. Um, 
love is something that God created. So, but to sing a gospel song to Jesus, tell me what the difference is inside you doing something that you can do well in any case. So there is the kick of just making music. But that thing that happens inside you, what do you experience differently the one from the other kind of performance? Oh, it's very easy. You know, when when you stand on stage and, and you sing a song for a woman or you sing a song like Dire Straits song or a Sting song, whatever the case may be, you stand on stage and you sing it alone. You know, if if you write a secular song, you you sing it because you wrote it and, and you put your heart and soul into it and you, you know how to interpret it. The difference singing a song for God is you're not the only one singing that song. The angels are worshiping with you and the Holy Spirit is absolutely involved and he literally takes flight in your soul. Um, there's so much more emotion involved singing to God and, you know, it's the biggest, warmest, best feeling you know, singing to your Creator because you are, you are humble before Him. You know, it's easy to explain if if you stand in front of Him. His presence is so great; it's so big that you literally cannot, you cannot do anything else than to bow down in humility. It's personal, that's, that's isn't it? It is. It's absolutely personal. Sure. Well, where does the music come from? At what age did you realize this is something I really want to do? Even more, just just singing with the radio and in the shower. <laughs> Listen, I was about four or five years old, and we were at a holiday resort. And I don't know you would you would remember the name of Francois Hayes. Yeah. Um, back in the day, he had a competition, a singing competition at at this holiday resort. And me and my two sisters, we wanted to go and sing. Listen, I was I was really false uh, that's I, I sounded like a miniature dinosaur i couldn't keep note nothing i had a crackling voice and uh, he said to me you know i don't think you should sing and and i was i was really offended I, and my heart was broken and and i went to my mother i remember i said to her i will show him i will sing and and i believe you know ever since that had to happen i say nothing happening on earth is in vain everything is providence god makes things happen for a reason. Um, and I think that happened for a reason so that I can one day stand up and get my calling from him and 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 spread his word and, and touch other people's lives, you know, not change their lives or preach them because he's the only one that can change lives. So ever since um, from there, I started singing. I remember in, in grade one, standing on stage with uh, my guitar that was about twice my size. I was a very small boy. And um, singing to to the serenading to the the children and the teachers, Johanna Fields, don't fly too high, my little bird. That little <laughs> song, and oh, and blessed bridges rated for Nivainki. So you know that's where my passion for music came from. And ever since, you know, I I, I sang all the way. I uh, grew up with music in the house. My mother sings, and. Uh, you know, we always, when I, when I came home from school, there would always be a song in the house like Slim Woodman or Jim Reeves or, um, you know, all these old country singers. So we grew up with music and I, I loved music from, from a very young age. But if you sang false, people who can't keep a note don't know they can't keep a note. They can't hear it. So it must have been a miracle for you to then find the note and actually sing from there. Well, I'm a firm believer. If you put your mind to it, you can do anything. And with God, everything is possible. What's impossible for us is possible for God. If this is your calling, 
If this is really what he wants you to do, you will be able to do it. You just need to bite the bullet and believe. That's that's the only thing. And listen, I literally um, I went for guitar lessons, and the guy that gave me guitar lessons was left-handed, so that was that was <laughs> wow. even a mirror image. So that was difficult. And um, went for piano lessons, and I went for singing lessons, and um, I really worked hard in showing that I can do this, and because I loved it, I believe it's a godly talent because all music and all sounds and all frequencies belongs to God. But unfortunately, over the years, frequencies became corrupted. That's 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 the unfortunate thing. But everything belongs to God. Yeah. And even today, you can use it redeemed or you can use it corrupted. It's it's not the frequency or the note itself that's corrupted. It's definitely the user of it that determines what goes out. Absolutely. It's the heart of the person that decides where do we want to go with this. Okay, well, talking about a heart, so now you start writing music because that's one step more. It's one thing to sing a cover that someone else wrote and, wow, you have a good voice. But to actually start writing music, now we've gone next level stuff. When did that start happening in your life? So I, I started writing since uh, about 1996, 97. Um, I was always more of a ballad writer. Um, I like my ballads and I like my classic music. And I always say, you know what, I'm a lover, not a fighter. So I like to write about good stuff in life. Um, I'm a firm believer that a song today, it shouldn't have a happy vibe. It should still tell you a story. You should still be mesmerized with the words of, of the artist. And that's when I started writing stories. I, I, I love that. When it came to my gospel, and you know what, this is, this is the most amazing thing, writing with the best author ever, which is our Lord Jesus Christ, he makes you ask questions. And as I ask a question, he gives you an answer or he makes you think about the answer. And then that gets done, um, gets written on a piece of paper. And at the end of the day, when you open your eyes, there's this one beautiful, pure message that God gave you that he wants you to give to his children. Because it's all about love for us. You know, he loves us so much that he warns us. The problem with that is, and this is uh, maybe jumping the gun, but this is the whole idea with, with this song that, that we are talking about today, is we need to start slowing down, waiting for an answer. We need to stop and listen. We don't listen anymore. We don't know the voice of our shepherd. But how do you hear his voice? Because everyone hears it differently. How does he communicate with you? Everyone hears his voice differently. I totally, totally agree with you. Um, some perceive it in a dream, some hear it very loud, some get it in thoughts. Um, I had this question of someone that, that, that asked me the same thing. Um, they, they, they get this, this ideas in their mind, um, not to do that and not to do that and be careful of that. And they thought it was only them, but it's not. You know what? The Holy Spirit is so active in our lives that the Holy Spirit connects with you on a way that you can understand. For me, it's a question of, I've got, if you cut open my mind, you will have so many wires and so many words <laughs> and so many songs and so many lyrics and so many notes inside there. And he uses music to capture my thoughts. Um, he uses words to capture my attention. When you hear a thought, I always say, God will reprimand you in love. He will never humiliate you. If he speaks to you, it's the sweetest, mm. softest voice. 
But do not dismiss that little voice or that thought in your head because that might be the Holy Spirit speaking to you, warning you, telling you to discern what's going on. If that voice in your head makes you uncomfortable, it's not from God. But if you get a voice so pure and you get a thought so good that actually it makes your heart pound with excitement, you know that that's, that, that's out of the throne room. That comes from God. And, and that's exactly how my relationship with my father is. As he gives me that ideas and he tells me, okay, what do you think about that? How did that happen in your life? What does that happen in the world? And, and, and. And then that makes me question. And then I question. And listen, I don't just write things down. I take time and I listen to what he says. And I'm always constantly in prayer when I start with writing the song. And that is my time with my father. That's when we sit down. And that's when we have a discussion about a song. Because a song is a song. But if you want to have meaning in that song, you need to have a discussion with your Lord. You need to understand God's heart. And you need to understand where he's coming from to know that where you are going to. But it really does help to be in the Word every day. I mean, it gets your mind aligned with God. It, it, the way He thinks and what He would say and what He wouldn't say. And, and it also sifts what you're hearing to know. And I've always also found that the Holy Spirit never works outside of the Word of God. He never tells you anything that can't be collaborated, confirmed once again, more than once in the Word. You can't do this hearing God's voice thing without the Word, can you? No, you can't. You can't. It's always aligned with what he says and what he wants. It's always. And there's always a reference. Look, Holy Spirit works towards a point of reference. You can always go back and say, oh, you know what? This is right. This is what's happening. So it, I totally agree with you. You know what? You, you cannot go one day without being in his presence. If you wake up in the morning, you know, the first breath you take, thank him for that. You know, during the day, just take five minutes. Thank him for, for still being alive. Thank you for, for what's happening in my life. Thank you for having a job, having a roof over my head. Before you go to bed, thank you for my family. Thank you that I got food. You know, I've got a very dear friend that gave me a testimony once. He, he was struggling and he said, you know, and I always cry when I tell the story. That's, that's how powerful our, our father is. Um, and he was working in a restaurant in a, in a gambling house and he said, Lord, you know what? If, if you are real and you are listening to me, let someone come in and pray for their food. He says, because literally no one prays for their food. They come into that restaurant and they just start gobbling away their food. You know? And, and I've, I've realized very little people thank the Lord for the, for the blessing of food on their table. And, and he forgot about it. Um, and three days uh, afterwards, he came in. He didn't open. Uh, one of the other managers opened and he walked in. And he saw in his, his peripheral that there was a guy with, with a plate of food in front of him and he was praying. And he went to the kitchen and God reminded him and said to him, hey, did you see what that guy was doing? He was praying. And he realized, wow, he's, he's really listening to me and he's alive. And he went <laughs> to that guy and he said to him, listen, this is my story. And I said to God, if someone prays for their food, this food is on me. I will pay it. And the guy said to him, you know what? I'm a missionary. And I was so hungry. I used my last money for fuel to go to Polokwane. And I didn't eat for three days. And I said to God, I need substance. Please just give me something to eat. And while he was driving, God said to him, go into this casino. He said, but Lord, it's a casino. He says, go in. And he went in. 
and he and he walked in the casino and God said, go into this this restaurant, sit down, order whatever you want. It will be paid. Oh, you're going to love it. I love stories. I love testimonies like that. I must say, I found that many Christians don't actually believe they can hear God's voice. And, and even in my own life, I had to get to a place um, after years and years of struggling with this thing. It's, and it's not so easy. I mean, it's, I, I, you, you read all the books of how to, read, how to hear God's voice. But I had to get to a point where I, where I said, if God is God and he's sovereign and he is the powerful one and I'm not, then he will get through my thick skull. And then instead of every time um, doubting whatever I hear, I'm going to assume it is him. And if it's, if it's in the word, if it's not contradictory to the word, if I hear something, I'm, I'm not going to one second anymore say it isn't him. I'm going to assume it is him until I'm proven wrong. And it changed the whole thing. If you just change that mindset of, of instead of doubting the whole time, nah, it can't be, nah, it's me, nah, it's what, you know, mm. to assume that mm. if he's God and, he, and you ask him to speak to you, that he will speak to you and, and then take it from there, it changes the whole dynamic. Absolutely. I always say to the people, how desperate are you? Ask yourself the question, how desperate are you to hear your father's voice? And if you're really desperate, how much do you press into his word? How much do you press into his presence? Because you know what? I can't hear his word if I give five minutes a day to him. You hear what I'm saying? Mm. If my day is so busy and I'm running around so much, he's always there. He's always having my back. But I'll never, never, ever learn to hear his voice and know what, 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 what my shepherd sounds like. So if I get lost, he's going to leave 99 to go and fetch me. But if he calls me, I'm not going to know it's him. I really need to spend time and I need to press in. But how desperate are you to be in the presence of the Lord? And I, and, and I think, you know, and I, I might be crucified for this, but I think that as people, we, we became comfortable yeah. knowing that he's got our back and that we don't have to do anything else because he died on the cross for our sins and now we've been redeemed. So we're comfortable. But we still need to press in. You still need to have that relationship with your father, Jenny. You need to mm. know his voice. That's that's the main thing. And relationships don't just happen. You you it actually doesn't. speak to someone, then you've got a relationship. Well, we have to, have to get to the song of yours. Wach für die Antwort. Yeah, impatience is one of the factors that determines whether we can get an answer from God or not. We want it now. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Tell me about your song. When we listen to the song now, what do you want me to hear? Okay. So, look, the main thing is the music of the song was written seven years ago. God gave me this, this, this music in my head, um, this piece of artwork, and I, and I started doing um, uh, um, all the different tracks in my studio, and it built up to a 65-piece symphony. But I didn't have words, never. I wow. couldn't to write words to this music and God said to me it will come just be patient and a lot of songs happened in between and and when the pandemic hit he said I got words let's write it and let's get this message out because you know the pandemic hit a lot of people very hard a lot of people were in financial ruin a lot of people passed away a lot of people committed suicide and and this is the main thing about the song that I'm saying to the people um 
you know what, as your brother in Christ, I don't have to know you to know what you are going through. And I know that you think that nobody knows what you are going through because they're not there. You know, everyone knows where you're going through because everyone is going through a battle in life. I might not specifically sit in your position, but you are battling. And you know what? Your problem is becoming an anchor that's pulling you down the whole time. But you have to start listening to God. You have to press into his presence and you have to be quiet in front of the Lord and just wait for his answer. I say, wait till you hear it. And if you don't hear it, start praying again and say, I want to hear you because I'm desperate to hear your voice. And that's where God said, you know what? Wait for the answer. My, my people don't wait for me anymore. They come to me with a problem. They give it in my hands. And before I can do anything, they take it out of my hands again. And they start worrying about it again. Give it to me and stop worrying today. We'll look after today. Tomorrow, we'll look after himself. Don't worry about tomorrow. I will look after you today. And that's what the whole song is. And, you know, in the second verse where, where I literally, where, where, where God said, you know what? Remember, you know what's the right answer. Do you know what's the right thing to do? And whatever you decide, it's, it's, it's going to affect all the people around you. So do whatever I say to you to do. Because I see the bigger picture as the Lord. You merely see this little speck on the card where you are going. I see the whole map. I see everything and I can tell you where to go. I'm the light in your path and I'm the lamp under your feet. And that's what this whole song is about. It's, it's just to encourage people to say, listen, our Lord is there. Our Lord is a giant standing behind you waiting to fight your battles. Stop fighting it yourself.